Hello, sweet souls. Welcome to the Badass Bohemian Podcast. Thank you for being here. I love you so incredibly much for clicking that play button. And yeah, I, I'm i going to say thank you for your patience with me getting back to a consistent routine with this podcast. I have definitely been a little bit MIA and I'm excited to express my voice and express my truth. And if you didn't notice, I am going to make this the Badass Bohemian podcast instead of the Moldavite Maddie podcast because although I have a special place in my heart for the Moldavite stone I'm the badass bohemian and that's who I am through and through and so I'm going to own that and keep it consistent on all different, you know, platforms. So that doesn't really fucking matter because all that matters is that you're here, I'm here, we're going to dive into today's episode and on this episode I have my friend Molly join me and she is a good friend of mine and she was also a client of mine for a little bit. We did some nutrition coaching together, um, and she is a personal trainer, so we work together. You'll you'll hear our story in the podcast, but really what we dive into is our struggles with body image and how what it's like to live in in a space in the health and wellness space and you know embrace your body love your body and give it the grace and and respect that it deserves and how to navigate that when when you want to change like if you desire some change if in your body if you're not feeling like a hundred percent confident but how you can come at it from a space of love um so we dive more into that and basically just sharing our stories with body image struggles and I want you to know that wherever you're at you are so fucking beautiful and your body does deserve the ultimate love and respect because this is the one body that we have so wherever you are I hope that this serves you and please share it and tag me at the badass bohemian again that's the badass bohemian I'm Madeline and your sweet soul. So thank you for being here again. Let's go dive into this episode. I hope you love it as much as I do. Hey, today we have Molly on the show and she's a badass, my fellow badass woman. Uh, we work together at a gym in Buffalo and, <laughs> and both of us <laughs> broke free from that. All the love, but we decided to take our own paths. So that's super duper exciting and awesome. I'm proud to be in the space that we both are in. We have very similar stories. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Of course. Thank you. This is my first guest. (laughs) Well, that's exciting. I didn't know I was the first one. Yes, ma'am. And um and even before we worked together we were in school together so we were at at Canisius together and we were always like in the same 
classes and we'd pass yeah. each other. <laughs> and yeah, then small our- school too, so you know, you see, you end yeah. up seeing a lot of familiar faces over and over again. Yes, a very small school. And I was so- like, oh, I know that girl with the blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> blue hair is my statement. Now it's like oh, blue, it's green. Who knows what it is? I like it. Thank you. It's the other day. Okay, sorry. I'm just. I like natural light. I just want to feel the natural light. <laughs> um, the other day I was in the supermarket. Put a little extra lighting. Yeah, we need some natural lighting in our life. Um, but yeah, the other day I was at the supermarket and this guy was like, "Oh my gosh, your hair! Like <laughs> your hair!" And I'm like, "Thank you," you know. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, is it for Halloween?" And I'm like. No, yes, like, <laughs> it's just yeah. who I am. <laughs> yep. And then he's like, Do you do it yourself? And I'm like, Yes. And he's like, Are you an artist? And I'm like, Don't you know you just love like all the questions. From yeah. Certain- <laughs> I'm like, You know what? I am an artist. I'm going to claim this in, like, in my own way. Yes. You know? So, Molly, why don't you just give us a little introduction? Like, who you are, what you stand for, what your core values are, you know, like just give us a, an introduction. Sure. So I'm Molly. Um, I went to Canisius College, like you mentioned, somewhere that we have met before. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Canisius College, graduated with a degree in um, sports and exercise healthcare, and went on to work at the said gym mentioned before. Um, amongst a couple other things, but um, I am now a NASM certified personal trainer um, and a softball skills coach. Um, I work out of the building that I'm currently in um, that has both. I have my strength room and I also have um, area out in the main part of the building where I do um, coaching with various ages of all different types of softball players, um, working on pitching and hitting, um, working on mechanics and like winning mindset and all of that. Um, as far as like the training end of things, I've got, you know, a bunch of different types of clients. So I work with like some general population, but also some athletes as well. Um, but, you know, I just, I kind of like merging the two worlds and um, helping people find their inner athlete, whether that you're someone that was previously an athlete or you've never been an athlete. Um, it's something that I find really important as far as like helping to shape my client's goals as well, to be a little bit less aesthetic focused and a little bit more on quality of life and how you feel and how we move. Um, so that's something that is super, super important to me, um, kind of help guiding my clients on the right path as far as our mindset and what we want to uh, hope to achieve for ourselves. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you're in a space of like helping young girls, young athletes, because, um, you yourself obviously were a young athlete at one point and the kind of like body image things that can show up in that and the comparison and the, like trying to be like someone else. Like, I know Mm -hmm. that that was a huge, huge part of my story too, of like, um, being a cheerleader for 15 years and seeing the different body types and feeling like I needed to look a certain way to be considered like a good cheerleader or whatever. And, and I was never really that great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, certainly. Um, you know, and I definitely look back at those times where I was, you know, a younger female athlete and, definitely needed someone to look up to that either looked like me or, you know, maybe was not 
the typical that I had been seeing, whether it's like, like those old like magazines, like 17 magazine and like all yes. those things and like the Disney channel shows and all those things. Although like, mm-hmm. you know, there definitely was a few examples that were starting to like poke through the norm, but mm-hmm. a lot of it was, you know, the very thin, you know, super skinny early 2000s, low rise jeans with your hip bones poking out. Oh like God. there was just a lot of those examples in the media mm-hmm. that and me as a younger kid with more of an athletic, bigger build, um, I definitely didn't you know, often see those type of people that I could look at and be like, oh, like I kind of look like that or, you know, right. like that, that I could relate to. So, you know, that's something that I'm really grateful for, like being in the industry I'm in now and getting an opportunity to maybe like, I do occasionally see kids and I'm like, oh, that, you know, like she reminds me of, you know, what I, the type of athlete I was when I was younger, or mm-hmm. she just reminds me of myself, like little kids that I see every now and again. And I'm glad I can be around for them and maybe be an example that they may not see otherwise. So, you know, that's something I definitely don't take for granted. Yeah. It's definitely super important. I want to, I want to figure out a way and I'm kind of manifesting this or calling this in, but mm-hmm. a way to help help kids in that phase of like not knowing their bodies and not knowing boundaries around their bodies, even like in their relationship to self and, and health and wellness and sex education, like all of that is something I just feel so strongly about. Um, because I feel like there was just a lot of self discovery. Like you said, the 17 magazine, I have been really like kind of uncovering all these things from my past of like, Whoa, that affected me. That affected me like that. That like maybe you wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. No. Yeah. And like, we talked about like, as far as like school, like going to Catholic school and like religious trauma and things like that. Like all of that, I think is all related. It is. It a hundred percent is. And like, like, um, the 17, I used to cut out the workouts and like make all, like I had a whole folder of like, um, this is like my inspiration. Like I got to yeah. look like this, eat that food, do, you know, do these workouts. And I became so like obsessed with it from such a young age. Yeah. And like, yes, it's good to be inspired, but it's not great to be like over consuming all of that, not having the proper help. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you just get stuck in this world of like, oh, I'm not good enough because I don't look like that. Right. Or like it almost, it it really does warp your perceptive perception of yourself as well. Like when you, like your gaze is so locked on the same thing over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. when you then go change from what you're looking at to looking in the mirror, it warps your brain into like seeing you so differently instead of if you were, you know, having like an array of of different things that your gaze was focused on, or if you were, you know, looking at yourself more often than you are and, and, you know, learning to love and honor yourself and pointing out things in the mirror that, that you really love. But going off of what you were saying about like clipping out of like 17, even up until a couple years ago into my adult life, I was still, it just made me think of this, like, you know, you'd screenshot a picture you see on Instagram and then like set that as your phone background. Yes. You'd be like, oh, that whenever I look at my phone, it's going to remind me that that's my dream body. Mm-hmm. Like those type of things that you, when you look at it, it really is just an evolution of, you know, clip cutting out pictures of, of it is. and magazines. It's right. 
and you think you're doing yourself a favor by it too. You, we convince ourselves we're doing ourselves a favor. Mm-hmm. And how many times like do people like, and that's basically Instagram is what you just described. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's basically w- like our version of looking at magazines back then is now 24 seven available right here. People just pick up their phone, automatically start scrolling and looking at these bodies that don't look like their own. And then looking in the mirror and thinking, why doesn't my body look like that? And there's a massive disconnect. Right. And And instant gratification of, you know, you can pick up your phone and find whatever it is you're looking for, like immediately. Like if you want to find, especially considering, you know, every single person now has access to finding what they're not. Like uh, from my perspective, I could find someone that maybe was a lot thinner than me, or maybe someone that feels like they don't really have curves and a butt, like they can find someone with a huge, you know, a huge butt, plastic surgery, like whatever it is, BBL body, like you can find exactly what you don't have and exactly what you're insecure about mm-hmm. to just like confirm that narrative to yourself over and over and over over again. and over. And, and like- our timelines figure that out and then they continue to feed that to us, you know, yeah. like they pay attention to what you like or what you stop and, and watch longer than other things. And then it starts giving you more of those things. So it's learning your own insecurities as well. It really is. And it's feeding off. Which of is important that. to just be aware aware of too because you know how many people can say like oh I have absolutely no social media like right. good for you if you do like I would I would love to be that person but you know I kind of there's reasons that I do need it and there's other reasons why I'd like it but yeah it's important to be aware of that for sure yeah and we have to have these conversations because social media at the end of the day it is my job my whole right. job is off of social media right. from from this job to, from my coaching um, to working as a social, social media marketing manager, like that is my job. So I'm like all day, every day, you know, checking it and updating and looking at algorithm bullshit. Um, (laughs) but, but I don't really, and the girl that I work for, we don't really follow the algorithm. It's more like intuitively based, but at the end of the day, they still have control over, you know, Yeah. So we have to understand it, but, um, but yeah, they feed on our insecurities and how many times have like you, like we're saying, like we've compared ourselves to, I remember when I was like really in my gym phase, I was, you know, putting pictures of a a five foot two, like, you know, tiny little woman that has six pack abs. And I'm like, hold up. Like, and so I love your point on the gaze of like Mm -hmm. us not looking at ourselves through these eyes, because like, I remember the big thing for me was always like my stomach. Why doesn't my stomach look like that? Like, why doesn't my stomach look like that? And I would look at my stomach every single time I looked in the mirror, every single Mm -hmm. time. And I didn't realize that that was an indication of like, a disorder until yeah yeah until like I heard it on a podcast and I was like oh my god that's like not normal to just look at your stomach every single time you look in the mirror like it's like you're zooming in really Mm -hmm. yeah I like I've I found it harder like to articulate that when I was younger like I feel like I, I I know exactly what you're talking about and I used to try to ask friends like like when you guys look in the mirror, is it almost like you can only see like the things you hate? You know, and I 
obviously didn't ask it as well as right you know as just now because I've been kind of sitting with that for years but you know I, I definitely used to feel that zoom in effect where I'd look in the mirror and rather than like looking at proportionally like my whole body I would just focus on the one thing and then compare it to someone else's without the context of the rest of the body you know right like, just in general but um I 100% know what you're talking about with yeah that. it's it can be really really polarizing like where it just kind of makes you stop it, it just doesn't allow you to really think of yourself as a whole it just makes you focus hyper fixate on one part of yourself yeah and we and we all do it and I think two mm-hmm. things I want to talk on here is the effect that like our parents have on that relationship like you and I have talked about before so I want to come back to that but before I say that um some things to help this, like once you become aware of this, some Mm -hmm. practical things that we can put in place is like, for one, freaking unfollow anyone who triggers you. If you are following people who you see their posts and it makes you feel so bad about yourself, then just unfollow or a simple mute. If you don't want to completely unfollow them, go and mute them so that you're not being affected by like what their body is. Because at the end of the day, that's not you. We need to stop thinking that like our bodies are going to change to look like someone else's. Our bodies are our bodies and it's okay if you want to change them. Like we're, we're always wanting Yeah. Like, and that's okay, but you just deserve to love yourself through the change and you don't have to shame yourself into the change or compare yourself into changing. And I actually, I honestly feel like even to go to more of an extreme, I feel like that's the only time you can actually make sustainable change is when you're doing it from that point of view from, you know, I love my body and Longer. I want to, you know, move faster. I want to maybe not have as much knee pain as I have on a daily basis. Like whatever it may be, if it's coming from like that type of place, I've at least found in my own life that's when I can actually make changes when it's coming from a loving place and not from oh I want to look like that person or oh I have a vacation coming up and I want to you know what I mean like all those things that are more superficial and are so short term like I don't it doesn't even actually work. It doesn't work because not then, for me, at least no, there's no like real why attached to it. Like when we work with our clients, we're, we're getting their why to be intrinsically motivated. Like right. if it's completely externally motivated, wanting to look like them, wanting to fit into a dress. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter because that's not going to, that's not going to stay the same. Yeah. And like, it's amazing for me, like to feel in myself, the way that goals have evolved, um, because it used to be super, super, like superficial, all physical. And then it was really like mental health because I was like, you know, not in a good mental space. So the gym was just really rescuing Mm -hmm. me from my own mental, um, and then it was like obsessed with the gym. And then it was like, all right, let's wean it back. We've done all the challenges. We've done all the things. Now, how can I love my body? Yes. And then realizing like, okay, this is coming from a place of love. It's, it's habitual, like moving and, and working out. It, it's a part of who I am now because I know of the positive effects, but now it's like, 
it's crazy because I haven't really stepped foot in a gym in a minute, mm-hmm. but I am loving yoga walks and hiking. I'm out West. I'm in the mountains. I'm like, I just want to fucking hike. Yeah. Like it's, and that's beautiful, you know? Like that is health and like to just feel strong enough to, to take on this, this hike. And so I like got on my hiking gear. Like, it's so cool to be in this space, to be like, I love my body and I don't feel like I need to force it through anything that I don't want to do. I just want to do what I want to do to feel healthy and movement and everything and, and dancing in my room and doing yoga. And like, like that's all ways of, still showing myself love and getting my body up and moving and getting the happy hormones, you know? Yes. Like I definitely found like to go off of that, like, you know, I've had, we both, I feel like I've had similar journeys as far as like, what's the, what's the way to put it? Um, you know, changing our reasons and our whys and our, Mm -hmm. what motivates us in the gym and, and just in this, industry in general um but I feel like there's obviously going to be a little bit differences because we're individuals but of course um you know for me it was more so like I grew up my whole life being an athlete I played um division one softball um for St. Bonaventure and both Canisius College I didn't mention that in the beginning um but and that has a very drastic shape on on who I am um you know being a part of like a team for so long and you know whether it was in high school, going to the gym, you know, without really much guidance, but like getting in there and moving just because I wanted to be a better athlete. Like I ended up in high school, I played multiple sports, but I ended up stopping basketball my senior year. So I could really focus in the off season on like getting stronger and like becoming more athletic and going to the gym rather than playing sport um, for the spring that was going to come up for for softball season. Mm -hmm. So that was probably like the first time I really started to get serious about, um, you know, going to the gym and lifting. And it was for I had a goal, I think I had a really good mindset back then as far as like, you know, I wasn't super aesthetic based, I definitely was in my worst like mental health, body image time, high school, hello, Um, hard not to be. But as far as why I was going to the gym, I feel like I did have like pretty good reasons um, and pretty healthy reasons. I wanted to win states and we did end up winning states that year. Um, So, you know, it it all kind of came to, came to a head, which was great. And then it kind of switched to, you know, you're in college and you're doing team lifts. So now you're not the only one, you're not really going above and beyond anymore. Um, So you don't really have that same confidence. Everyone's doing it. You know, you're all doing it. You're all at at lift. You're getting packets sent home with you when you go home on summertime and wintertime. Um, So it became more of like, I have to do this. Like if I don't, then I'm slacking slash I'm not being my best self for the team I'm not putting the team first all of that to then graduating and now it's like okay I have all this experience which is great and I'm really grateful for it and now I just feel like I was kind of thrown out into the into the world in you know the world of like the gym and lifting and was like well now why do I exercise yeah what's your why yeah now what's like now what am I doing here Mm -hmm. and for a long time it was you know the working off food or working off drinks and um you know oh I've got us something coming up I want to fit into a dress I 
you know, ignoring my taking care of myself into a point where it starts to be noticeable. And then I'm like, oop, now I got to go spend three hours in the gym, kicking my ass super hard to the point where now I can't go to the gym the next day and actually be sustainable with it. So that transition took a while. And I definitely, you know, when you said it's been really nice to feel your goals changing and your, your motivators changing. I could not agree more with you mm-hmm. because I definitely used to be that person that would do like two or three weeks off, no gym. And then, you know, boom, one week of every day in there, two hours a day. And then the following week I can't walk. So I'm right. not going to the gym, hit it too hard, too fast mm-hmm. with, because I just wanted those immediate results instead of let's make this a lifestyle. And why am I even here doing this? Yeah. So like, and that's always, continuing to get better and better and better you know what yeah. I mean? like yeah my bad days and my good days with that too and I tell my clients that that yeah. like not every day is going to be all sunshine and rainbows and awesome and perfect as far as yeah. your body it's and, just not and your motivation is an inherent is not inherently there all the time anyways I can promise you that because right. some days like some days you just don't want to fucking get up and like so like, I want to come back to the struggles of like depression and anxiety and how those mm-hmm. play into health. Yes. Um, but then I also want to talk about this zero to a hundred mentality. So we all kind of, I I'm sure we can all relate to this of like, like you were saying, like, you'll have this, like, oh, well, I'm not really going to the gym. And then you like freaking feel so like, bad about oh, it. I gotta go to the gym. Yeah. And then it like hits you and you're like, oh my God, I gotta go. So then you like go balls to the walls and then you mm-hmm. can't even move the next day. That's such and, a bad goal with that for a while. Yeah. Like that's, that's a cyclical way of that. A lot of people, cause we always hear of people like, oh, it's time for me to go on my diet again. It's time for mm-hmm. me to hit the gym again. It's like, why is that a cycle in your life? Fourth, not 30 just- day challenge. I'm going to lose 15 pounds in 30 days. Yep. Like, it's just like, I, we all, that's our culture yeah. of instant gratification. Yeah. And it's like, we want, we want this, like, grandiose quick fix but it's just not going to happen and I think people are like starting to realize I do think that like people aren't buying so much into like the pills and the quick fixes yeah but um but we still human behavior like the psychology behind it is people are trying to figure out like how do I make this habitual how do I make this like my lifestyle and we all feel like why do we just keep getting stuck in the cycle And this relates to working out and it also relates to diet and restriction and binge cycles, Mm -hmm. because like you can go from zero to a hundred with working out, or maybe you have found like a pretty decent balance with working out. And it's just kind of what you do now, like you're, you're in routine, but you're still not there with food because I think, and what I hear from people a lot is like nutrition is the hardest part because like it's everywhere. Food is fucking everywhere. I was laughing hysterically with a friend the other day. It wasn't that funny, but Hmm. we, (laughs) but she was like, why is there candy at Staples? Like, why is it at Staples? (laughs) And it's like, can we think about that for a second? Like it is accessible everywhere. Yes. And I would like, I feel like a big part of this is we had such a shift culturally as far as you know, when you think of like the fifties and just like the way that 
from like the 50s to like the 80s 90s the way that american life changed was very very drastic and it became very like things got a lot faster quicker like yeah. we wanted that instant gratification there was more media like media booming like there's just life changed a lot and i just think that as a society we still haven't figured out the balance of just because you have something accessible to you does not mean that you need it or like just that I think a lot of us don't get that decision making process mm-hmm. taught to us I think no yeah we all think that we're supposed to just innately be able to make good decisions when it comes to there's McDonald's right there or you can go home and like make a sandwich like even if it's something that's not super super healthy just the options themselves I know for me I struggle with what I have always perceived and told myself is laziness and I really just think it's it's not necessarily that I'm lazy that I pick the the fast food or like you know instead of I'll have coffee to make at home and I'll rather get one on my way home from you know Starbucks or whatever like I'm actively working working towards that especially because that's not financially sustainable to be getting five dollar coffees all the time Mm -hmm. but to just go into that more it's like why is that so hard to just like take a second reason it out with yourself and like make a good a better call like the one that you know is better for you that you realize as you're drinking that five dollar coffee like shit I should have just made a coffee at home like what am I doing Mm -hmm. and I really just think that we've gotten so used to other people telling us what we need instead of looking internally like the commercials the social media like all of these things, like that's what I need. Okay, yeah, here, take my money. Like I think that it's become very hard to, like, differentiate between that and get yeah. away. That is so deep. Yeah, I mean, it's like we we have been so disembodied. We've mm-hmm. just been following the like what we think we need to do, you know, mm-hmm. and like. And because everyone else is doing it, because everyone else is getting McDonald's, because ever like whatever you know that yeah. looks like, then we just think like that's okay. And when in reality, like we have lost connection with self and mm-hmm. our ability to make a decision, like you were saying, like we we've kind of lost this sense of like control. Like we're just yeah. like people are just at the at the what's the mercy of like the the system or whatever yes that's just not true like we when you see someone sees a commercial and they're like oh now I'm really craving that it's like are you Mm -hmm. are are you sure or is it they just they just got you they got you you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and I think you know we've talked about this a bunch that I'm like you know, I've said for years, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm probably undiagnosed ADHD. Honestly, I might not be. I honestly could just be a product of the 21st century and like struggling with all of these things and just moving too fast. I think yeah. that like slowing down is the biggest thing. You know, it I, really I sometimes and my sister is a speech pathologist, so she'll correct me and tell me that I don't have a stutter just because I may like you know, occasionally stumble or say like too many times. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's told me, she's like, you don't technically have a stutter. I'm like, okay, so I won't say that. But she's like, you're just going too fast. Your brain is just, yes, is just trying to outwork your mouth. Mm-hmm. So you just need to slow down. And when yeah. I did, I was like, oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. We all don't know how to slow down. And this like relates to this all relates to eating and our relationship with self, because like, if we are constantly go, go, going, first of all, you're not going to like really cook for yourself. You're going to choose the the quicker option. Um, and that is just going to be likely less calorically nutritious for you. Um, Unless you are blessed to have a a salad chain. I was just going to say, you read my mind. (laughs) We certainly don't in Buffalo. Buffalo, You fucking read my mind, dude. Buffalo's not great as far as having like fast and quick stuff that's not fried and dyed and all that yeah like I am so salad and go salad and go is the shit I've actually I was very jealous when I saw your story about literally it's so funny you took it there because I was literally about to go there um because I haven't been cooking because there's a fucking rat in my kitchen so (laughs) so I've been living on salad and go so you know in that instance I am very grateful that like that's an opportunity that's available to me out here but I'm on the west coast so if you're on the east coast listening which you probably are you don't have a salad and go so regardless what um I'm getting at is like this slowing down to eat we all forget to do this Mm -hmm. and it's something that is really fucking important like if we are constantly going our digestion is turned the fuck off like we are if we're in a stress state, which most of us are upon waking up, if you wake up and look at your phone, you're likely automatically stressed. Mm-hmm. And then or it's going to be because you're going to be, you know, 10 minutes late now because you stayed in bed too long. Yeah, that too. Like if you're waking up late, if you're like, whatever it is, our morning is super, super fucking important to the way that we set the tone for the day. And I know that's kind of cliche, but it really is because it's like the most it's the timing in the day that you have the most control it's before anything has happened it's when you can still take charge of your day take ownership of your day before you're in reactive mode like you have to take a second for yourself before you're going into the day but even like to relate to food you need to take a second to breathe, to sit your ass down, not be walking or running or in like, sometimes I know I still, I'm guilty of still eating in the car, but if I do eat in the car, I'm like taking a deep breath before mm-hmm. I consume like, about it. yeah, at least bringing mindfulness to it. Cause we're all human. We're going to fucking be busy, but like, we need to take a second because like I was saying in this stress state, your digestion literally physiologically is not turned on. You're in whatever sympathetic I'm drawing a blank right now, but, um, you need to be sitting and in, uh, is it parasympathetic? Yeah. Yeah. Parasympathetic state to where your digestion is literally turned on. So I'm like taking a deep breath before I consume anything and then like allowing my body to be able to digest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and I feel like obviously you and I have been working on that, like for me on like the client end of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've worked with Matt for, for those of you listening, I've worked with Maddie, um, as a coach, I've been coached by her, um, which I'm really, really glad that I did that. I think it was 
um, a lovely experience, especially like you as a friend of mine. I think it was really awesome. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our check-ins ended up being like us just like going off on tangents and doing yeah. essentially like what we're doing now, just like talking about anything and everything. But mm -hmm. it, I said to her the other day that I was like, it's crazy how much this really isn't even about the food. Mm -hmm. um, because like, I always felt like my, like you said, the nutrition's the hardest part. And, um, you know, I figured why not get a little bit of assistance if that's one of my weaknesses to kind of help me work on that and overcome it and make some better habits. And it really is, it all comes down to, I think for me with the mornings and, you know, feeling like I have been undiagnosed ADHD, like all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it comes down to feeling like I need an environment of chaos in order to like overcome and to thrive. And I don't, we, none of us do, but I think I've convinced my, I, I've convinced myself that I need like a chaos type of stimulant to get anything done. So that's why I'm, you know, I do that like revenge bedtime and then the revenge, you know, I, I told you about that like phrase that I had heard, which I think is so interesting and is so mean. Like when you get home and you know you should go to bed by 10 o'clock and then you're, it's 1230 and you're like, shit, you know, I've been on my phone or I've been reading a book, whatever it may be, yeah. but it's moving like I'm craving control right now because throughout the rest of my day, I let chaos take over. Yeah. I, so can you break that down a little more? Revenge yeah. bedtime. Yes. Yeah. So revenge bedtime is a phrase that I heard. I forget who I heard it from, but it's a phrase I heard that basically means when you're someone that doesn't feel like you have control of your daily life. So for me, example, for an example, being a procrastinator or, um, you know, kind of waiting around until chaos drives me to get whatever I need done. And with the type of work hours that I have, I typically work through dinner time and get home around 9:30 ish at night. So rather than, you know, taking a shower, doing my night, nightly routine and being in bed by, you know, 10, 11, even 11 wouldn't be bad um, if I don't have super early appointments the next day. Mm -hmm. I'll stay up later than I want to, later than I know I should, knowing I'm going to be tired the next day because I felt like I didn't have time for myself. So mm -hmm. the revenge bedtime kind of thing is you feel like you don't have enough time for yourself, so you make it at the expense of yourself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, with my work hours, I have a lot of morning free time sometimes, you know, I might have one or two people in the morning, but then I have a big break until, you know, the later afternoon or I have afternoon to evening kind of thing. And I have a lot of time in the morning. So I'll, I'll, the cycle of it is wait around, wait around, create the chaos and then revenge bedtime. So that's something that Maddie and I have been really working on is, breaking it down, finding like the, the, the straw that really breaks the camel's back. And like, for me, it was creating the chaos. So first thing in the morning is my opportunity to set the tone for my day and to actually get the things I need done for work and not be either staying up late doing work or, you know, just doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, and making sure that I have food in the fridge and making sure that I, you know, have options because I work through dinner time, making sure I'm bringing something so I can actually nourish myself and not then be, oh, I'm starving and get, 
uh, you know, under eating, but eating poor, poor calories, quality calories. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that, that her and I have been working on and I've been noticing such a dramatic change with that. And I'm really grateful for it. And it's an ongoing process for sure. Um, but just like the fact that it's on my mind all the time now is a win in my eyes. Yeah. Like this morning I got up, gave myself like an extra half an hour. Um, when I wanted to get up at seven and got up at like seven 30, you know, uh, but it was on my mind. Like I didn't, didn't stay in bed till like the very last minute where it was like, all right, now I really need to get up, you know, still kind of gave myself time for somewhat of a routine. So, you know, it's still always, always there and it's always a work in progress, but I just feel like at least being aware of it is the biggest thing. Like being a lot of aware. people have no idea that they're in these cycles mm-hmm. and once you're aware you can't become unaware so that's right. the biggest thing I've right. said that so much with clients because it's like they they feel sometimes you know we can feel like we're stuck but I'm like listen you're aware and yeah that's beautiful like that's yeah. the first step you're aware that like you're not where you need where you desire to be you're aware that like you're engaging in habits that are not serving you like so you're there yes. now, now what I- that realization is pretty fucking awesome too. Like when you're having a conversation with someone and like, you're talking about your own experience and they're talking about their own experience. And then like, they're realizing, you know, listening to you and listening to what they're saying, they're kind of realizing like, Oh, I feel like I, I kind of relate to what you're saying, but I never really, I never really thought of it as an issue. Yeah. And for them to kind of like question that, like, like we, like we talked about like that, bombarding of you know this is what should be important to you or you know all of these things Mm -hmm. just kind of taking that at face value and being like okay this is how I'm gonna do life and kind of to see someone be like oh is there maybe an issue with like all these habits that I've yeah is like very like yeah yeah keep going yeah Yeah. (laughs) right you're like yes introspection everything yeah (laughs) Like seriously. And I mean, the big part of what you said is like, you know, working with people one-on-one and in nutrition and in the space and what you do in regards to physical movement. Um, but like, it's never really about the food or it's never really about the working out. It's so much deeper. Like, it's like, what is, what, what are the driving forces here? Why do you feel like you need to like be on a diet? Why can you not stay consistent? How are you operating in your day to day? Because it's more, it's way more about the 90% what happens outside of the the time. Like we're eating, you know, I don't know, we like four meals a day, let's say. So like maybe 25 and like very small percentage of the day. Um, but what's going on that other, like 85% of the day, whatever it is, how'd you grow up? Yeah. How'd you grow up? What were your, what, what did you eat growing up? What did, did did, what stores did you go to as a kid? Yeah. Did you Abercrombie jeans? Cause I certainly couldn't. I definitely did not. That's for damn (laughs) sure. (laughs) You know, did you I used to go to Old Navy instead of like Hollister because couldn't fit yeah but oh my god same oh my gosh yep and like and all those things are 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 play play a huge factor Mm -hmm. other than the food it's really not even the food 
Yeah. But are you thinking about food all the fucking time? Because that's a big thing too. Like if you are just constantly thinking about food and like we're human, we needed to survive. So obviously we're going to think about it, but like, are you waking up stressed about food or what's your, what is your relationship and why do you think your relationship is the way that it is? mm -hmm. Um, so I, I have a client that is, um, a recovered uh, bulimic. So she has, has struggled with bulimia throughout her life and she's been great like for, you know, years now, but that's, you're always recovering. Always. Um, especially when it comes to eating disorders um, because they are so tied to your mental health. It is mental health um, more, mm-hmm. more than it is physical health mm-hmm. um, as far as like where it comes from. So, you know, I, as someone who's not nutrition certified, I'm not necessarily, you know, checking in with with my clients as far as like what they're eating every single day um, and what their calories are for, for, you know, regularly speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with my client who I won't, I won't use her name, but I don't think she, you know, she's, she's allowed me to, to, to talk about her story before um, on other mm-hmm. platforms, but um, I won't use her name either way. But mm-hmm. um, so, you know, we've been, we were kind of at a little bit of a, of a plateau and we were kind of sitting down and talking about it and thinking about, okay, so maybe I know you're working hard because you know, she comes to me once a week, but she works out three other days um, with written plans from, from myself. So she's working out four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know she's, you know, doing a great job at it. Yeah. And, and the question is, and I know she eats very well as far as quality, quality nutrition is something I've never really had any doubts um, with her. You know, she is a vegan um, and she's a vegan that is not the, you know, plain bagel and diet Coke kind of vegan. Like she's, yeah. she puts in a lot of effort um, to main, to make sure that she's very balanced and whatnot. Um, however, I had a suspicion that she was under eating because one of her goals is weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've talked about this before about like where I want her calories, um, as far as like just giving general advice, I can't necessarily, um, it would be out of my scope of practice, like providing like a meal plan and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, but to just like chit chat about it, generally speaking, because it's a part of, you know, training. Um, and she was definitely under eating like between like 14 and 16. And I was like, that is not enough, like not nearly enough. Um, and we've kind of had to like really talk about that too, because I was like, listen, you haven't necessarily been a practicing bulimic for a couple years now you've been in on a great path of recovery but how does that experience maybe potentially affect the way that you're now viewing this other phase of life you're in where you are strength training and going to the gym all the time which is something very new for her she's been doing it for about a year now and she's really fallen in love with it um which is really awesome I love seeing that but it's not like a habit that she's had before to be going to the gym four days a week yeah Um, so it's some it's new and you know we kind of had to have that conversation of like right now, and I had to explain the the reasoning of like why, you know, because everyone's told caloric deficit, that's how you lose weight. You burn more calories than you're eating without mm-hmm. understanding that sometimes if you do that to too much of an extreme, mm-hmm. your body then starts to hold on to everything that you're putting into it and yeah. doesn't allow you to burn it off. And then you're like, why the heck can't I lose weight? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all of like, all of that is just so interesting when it comes to little tiny things that you might think are really innocent of like, Oh, well, I just was, you know, I was trying to be in a caloric deficit because I want part of one of my goals is fat loss mm-hmm. but to then also be self-aware and go, okay, but you know, where have you maybe been before where 
maybe a tiny, tiny, tiny version of that person Mm -hmm. has a little bit of influence on like who you are today. A thousand percent. And like, and that's stress. That's, you know, additional stress that her body is carrying Mm -hmm. and like, it doesn't need to, she doesn't need to put herself through that stress anymore. She can, you know, eat more and doesn't realize. And like, um, that's such a key, that's such a perfect example of how like either what we thought we, or what we're always healing from, like, Mm -hmm. can, we can still bring back into awareness almost like we can have that person in mind too like I think sometimes I I think of who I am now because I've I've had a lot of different like transformations I feel like I feel like I'm a very different person than I was a couple years ago Mm -hmm. but I think we shouldn't forget that person either we should Mm -hmm. like keep that person in mind so we can heal those other versions of ourselves that we've been yeah and it's almost like and this kind of brings up like inner child work even like um, but yeah, of, of bringing like resurfacing things that we didn't fully process, mm-hmm. like, and allowing them to come forward to say like, oh, wow, this like really affected me. Like we were saying earlier, the 17 magazine thing. Mm-hmm. I also recently uncovered the fact that, um, almost every part of my body was mocked at a young age, almost every part of it like from my stomach that was very like the first time ever wore a bathing suit in front of people like my stomach was pointed out Mm -hmm. in a negative way and then like my ass was made fun of because it wasn't big enough and then like my boobs were made fun of because they weren't you know the perfect boobs and I was like holy yeah that's a lot of parts of my body that were, were publicly um, in many cases, like these were criticized in front of others or spread rumors about or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, 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 I need to bring some love to that. And then um, other That's parts waiting for its resolution a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and like I could I could really continue to uncover and uncover, and we always are. Mm-hmm. And like, and who we are in three years from now, we'll uncover a time from now. That's like, whoa, I didn't feel through that. And I need to heal through that now. Yes, certainly. And I, and I think that's why we also need to just give ourselves grace more often. You know, when we, when we are looking at, cause I feel like I, especially what brought me to the point of, of wanting to, to work with you. I think I had such rigid standards for myself where it was like, why can't I be yeah. on my shit how I want to be yeah. and it's like have a little grace and patience yeah. I've even been like steering away from this term of like I need to get my shit together because guess what we're never we're gonna, gonna have our together. shit together. like we're never gonna have it together we're always gonna be adding shit and taking shit away like the shit's never together the shit's yeah. always it's never so like (laughs) yeah like and and it's like and I also don't really use the term balance anymore because nothing's also nothing's really in balance it's more like how can I find a flow or Mm -hmm. harmony with all these different moving parts in my life you know right 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 because I think when people think that they're not balanced it's just when like something is stuck 
Mm-hmm. Or so even like, when they, when they just don't feel like themselves, like, right. like I need to find more balance. It's like, well, what, what are you really saying there is that right. you just don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like excited for your job. You don't feel excited about your routine. You don't feel excited. Like, so there's then there's no connection. Yeah. Yeah. You're not connected to yourself because at yeah. the end of the day, this all comes back to like connecting with your body because mm-hmm. we have so many outside influences from society, from Instagram, from friends, from comparison, from anything. Like we have all these external things that we can turn to, but what we need to really do is turn inward and not be seeking to look like someone, not be seeking to behave like someone or do something because we think we have to. It's like, you need to just quiet out, quiet out this fucking noise and turn within and find a coach. Like if you're in a space of getting a coach, you find a coach who helps you turn within. Like we can give you all the tools. We can do all the things we can give you all the programs. We can do yada, yada, yada. But what we're here to do is to help you become more like you or help you become the best person that you can possibly be, because we're not trying to make you like us. We're not trying to make you like anyone, but just a good coach is just going to guide you in words and help give you the tools to discover yourself even more, take a deeper dive into yourself and help you to uncover why the fuck you operate the ways that you do and how you can heal from that, grow from that, and connect with your goddamn self and put a version of you like to just love what you get to walk out of the front door as every day like to exactly. love like aside from the uh, the way that you're being perceived to 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 take that out of the equation completely and say no matter how you know anyone views me or if i get you know, that job opportunity, or if I get this promotion, or if I get that boyfriend that I, or that guy, you know, that guy, that girl that I've been really interested in, you know, what, any of those things, like not giving any of that, the power to have an effect on you and to be able to go, I like what I'm putting out there today. And I'm going to find what's meant for me and what's not meant for me. You know, maybe it'll teach me something and maybe it won't. And I'm just going to trust that like, if I'm working within the things on the outside are going to line up and come together the way that they are supposed to. Mm-hmm. And like stressing on all of that just makes us forget about everything on the inside. And then we are backwards, flipped upside down. Yes. Yes. We need to flow, not force and just learn to be fucking radically yourself. Like yeah. it's so easy to be influenced by everything in this external world. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's great sources of inspiration, but we just have to be careful of like, am I doing this because I actually want to, is it, am I honoring my body by doing this? Am I making this choice out of self-love or am I doing it myself? Yeah. 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 And it's just this, this inward, it's this deep inner work. And there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of self-help and development. So like, just remember that no matter what, like you need to just be yourself and figure out ways to be more you. Right. hundred percent. And yeah, I, I think there's a lot of ways to go wrong as far as like when you're looking for, you know, help. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just really important to, to know what it is that you need and yeah. not let, you know, a coach could try to I think of so uh, something to take away. Like if if 
if other if the only thing that you really get out of this you know episode with the two of us just kind of rambling mm-hmm. is that at the end of the day you have to start within and know what you need when it comes to many things but especially when it comes to if you're if you are looking for a coach and if you are looking for someone like to help guide you in the right direction no matter what that may look like understand first what it is that you want from them or else you can be very easily told what you want and we already experience that all the time so Mm -hmm. I think that's good practice too to kind of Mm -hmm. like to really figure out what it is that you want. And then it's easy to say yes and no to those things. Like the, the simple question of, do I get coffee there? Or do I go home and make it? Mm-hmm. You know, when you, if you know in your heart of hearts, what it is that you want out of life in general, it's easier to make those yes and no decisions I'm finding. Right. Yeah. Just getting very clear on your desires and, mm-hmm. and, um and just being aware of like when a coach is guiding you, towards certain things like are they mm-hmm. are they selling you or right. are they helping you are they asking me more than they're telling me or like are they listening more than they're talking like all of that's very important so true so so true oh well there's a lot of golden nuggets of wisdom in here and really the overall theme is like just turn within and there's there's a lot of a lot of things here bullshit you know, yeah, tune out the bullshit and listen to your own internal voice and speak your truth. And all right, Molly, so where can people find you? Oh, yes. Um, So you can find me on Instagram um, at movemobilept. Um, You can find me at www.movemobiletraining.com. And you can find me on my personal Instagram at Molly Hennessy. Beautiful. It's just M-O-L-L-Y-H-E-N-N-3-8. I haven't had to get that one out in a minute. But yeah, that's where you can find me. I got Instagram, website, and then I got a personal. Beautiful. And I'm the badass bohemian. You guys know that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, and then I always plug Be Kind City because they're my partner and affiliate too. So you guys can use my code badass deal for Be Kind City. It's been such a good jam session today. Oh, chatting with you my friend I knew (laughs) that we had to come on and record and I haven't it's episode 17 by the way everyone I need to be recording someone reached out and was my old number that was my cell phone oh look at that I love it (laughs) let me know if you guys want an episode a week I have so much to share there's golden nuggets always and Molly I would love to just because we could just jam on whatever so if like it's therapeutic for me it I I always leave our conversations feeling better. And also, if you don't have a friend that you feel better after you talk to, then you should reevaluate. So true. We don't have time for energy sucking vampires. If like, if you feel drained after a conversation, they should not be your friend. Or a hangout. Yeah. Yeah. Find people that fill you with joy. Yes. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Love you guys so fucking much. I love you. You deserve to love you. And I love you, Molly. Thank you. Love you, Maddie. Thank you for having me again. It was a pleasure. So good.